Blog Talk Radio. Again, to the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour. We don't have our announcer. Hello? Hello? Yes, we can hear you. I think we're having a little bit of tech problems with our announcer. Yes, our announcer is gone, and also our board op is gone. <laughs> hi, hi, Contraman. <laughs> I'm able to hear you. I ha- this is bad, but um, we are here, and I can tell there's there's people in the chat room, and you all know the drill. It's the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, uh, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo <laughs> Curio Company of Forestville, California. And um, and I'm here, and I'm Cat Ironwood, and um, with me is Contraman, <laughs> Contraman, who is... Uh, from Mission Viejo, California. That's all I remember of this, and God knows I've heard it spoken for 12 years. Something about, um, you know, um, remediate and ameliorate and um, all that. And, the best gosh, conjurer I don't think... in the world. <laughs> it's funny how we've heard it a million times, and we think we have uh, We've all heard it a million times. But having to recall times. it is different. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what's funny, Contraband? I'm just going to jump on into introductions here. Um, we are working on setting up an archive for our 12 years of radio shows, about 600 radio shows. And in doing so, I've been listening to the intros to them, and they didn't settle down into a pattern for at least until 2010, and we started them in 2004. But there are some patterns that have persisted over the years, and I was just listening to a show much like this one, which was the show of September, not sure what, um, 2010, when Mm. nobody showed up to open the show, and I grabbed grabbed Miss Michael out of the... um, out of the chat room, and she mm-hmm. and I just sort of jumped into a discussion of Aunt Caroline Dye, and it was uh, very funny because I listened to it in retrospect, and I was thinking, what were we thinking? <laughs> but it happens. This is live radio, and you just carry on. So here we are. Just to tell you what's going on in Forestville, um, besides working on uh, changing up the radio show archive and making it all really useful. You'll be able to find every radio show that we have, both the uh, audio files, if we still have them, and the chat logs, if we still have them, and in some cases, transcriptions that were made by Miss Michael. So, um, <laughs> Onyx Rose, you're so sweet. In the chat, Onyx Rose said, it's the mistakes that are one of the things that make the show awesome. <laughs> Thank well, you, Onyx Rose. I will remember real that. Real um, <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, 
Takashiva, the board op, is pathetically posting, hey, Clifford, will you be calling in again? <laughs> we oh, hope boy. so. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Nagashiva is heroic in all in all of our shows. Yeah, Nagashiva uh, holds holds down Except the board. I didn't right? fill in this time for the announcer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, any case, what we're doing here is uh, we've been doing some heavy gardening. Um, we've been uh, I I all of a sudden today I walked out my back door and as if a voice from spirit spoke. I heard the words miniature azaleas. Mm. <laughs> and I went, thank you. That's the answer to the question, which I didn't know I was asking. The answer is miniature azaleas. I'm going to be putting in a whole bunch of miniature azaleas in an area that was very shady and had been overrun with English ivy, the curse of California. And, um, but miniature azaleas that's the answer so that was that's my solution uh, we've been working real hard in the shop making products making spell kits and um i just made two batches of goofer dust so i know we've got a lot of people ordering goofer dust these days cuz i don't usually do but one batch at a time but we had to do two and uh, we've been um working very, very hard on the air site. And I want to give a big shout-out to Reverend James and Reverend Art. And if you don't know them, get to know them. Um, Reverend James is a very high-level coder and web designer. Reverend Art is a very, very high-level organizational planner and thinker. They make a great team. They they are married, and they are fantastic together. And um, we just spent uh, a whole day on the phone and in Zoom, I should say, uh, and on all of the websites, going over the websites and adding little bibbly bobbles to them and also taking away mistakes. And Art is an incredible proofreader, so big, big shout-out. We did a whole lot of work at the readersandrootworkers.org air site, and James now has a whole shopping list of things he wants to do at Hoodoo Psychics with Deacon Millet. And I talked with Deacon Millet this morning, and we always have coffee together on Sunday morning remotely. And uh, it's it's all go. Um, Deacon Millet is going to go ahead with uh, James's and Art's suggestions. So we are really into that. And it's a big, big uh, social media outreach and also a big Internet outreach. So wonderful work being done. Meanwhile, of course... I also want to send out a thanks to my daughter and grandson who are here helping with the deep clean of the house after the mm. COVID. We're doing one room at a time. Right now we're doing a room, and so they, they're helping, and it's really lovely of them. And um, let's see. That's about it, I guess, for what's happening at Lucky Mojo. Lots of goofer dust, I think, is it. Oh, and I've been doing a lot of readings. And if you want to catch me on Hoodoo Psychics, I'm thinking about adding another day to my Hoodoo Psychics starting January 1st. And um, so people, I've asked people, do you think I should? And people are saying yes. So it's pretty much a done deal that I'll be on Hoodoo Psychics one more day a week starting uh, right after the first of the year. So that's it for me. How about you, Conjurman? 
I'm doing quite well. Uh, you're, we met your grandson at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, if I'm not mistaken, right? Max was there. That's right. And he's quite That's grown right. now. Okay. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was a wonderful participant with some really cool questions. So it's lovely to see the family uh, working together at mm-hmm. uh, Lucky Mojo there. Uh, even if you are busy doing uh, all sorts of things with Goofer Dust. Um, uh, I've been uh, quite busy, uh, as usual. I can't believe that we are in December of 2022. (laughs) If I'm I'm being honest with you, I'm still uh, thinking that the year just started. Somehow this year was a very, very long year. Um, But it's already over, and I think my brain can't quite process that. So I'm really in uh, cleanup mode, uh, tying up some loose ends, responding to emails uh, that have been that have fallen to the wayside. So I'm playing a little bit of catch up uh, and really trying to wrap up so that I start the new year uh, quite fresh in that regard. I have uh, a lot of clients uh, this month, uh, and almost all of the clients are looking for a kind of long-term prospects. They're very interested in finding out what the future holds for them long-term. And again, this kind of ties to the theme that I've been talking about the past couple of weeks is that there is a certain anxiety and hesitation and doubt that has emerged in my reading clients that was not so common before, I would say. Um, you always get anxious clients. It always exists, right? Whether they're anxious about money or anxious about reconciliation. But this is like a consistent theme in which people, even when their circumstances are good, are in a state of doubt. But I just did a really fantastic... Uh, reading that I'm feeling quite good about. We did a sort of year ahead where we broke down the months, month by month, what it would look like. This month, you're going to have some financial difficulty. This month, you're going to have a love opportunity. This month, you're going to experience this. But what was really great was pinpointing specific days that would be lucky for them so that they can do some magical work. There's some really cool opportunities to do that in this coming year. Um, and And that's been quite rewarding. Because you walk away, you come in with clients that are quite anxious and they walk away with a battle plan, if you will, that makes them feel more comforted, that makes them feel more empowered, where they go, okay, I know what's coming ahead. I know how to deal with what's coming ahead and I know how to take charge of my life. But really, if, if there was a theme for the second half of 2022, it's forewarned is being forearmed is really what I'm getting. People want to be forewarned, and then they want to walk away feeling empowered. And that's been quite nice, so that even if clients are coming in anxious, they're walking away feeling better. But it's interesting that we're – you mentioned that you're also having clients that are in that same state of mind, where there's a sense of anxiety around their future. And it does seem like a lot of us root workers and readers are kind of in this mode of forearming people and empowering them and helping to allay those anxieties. Would you say that a lot of your clients are in that in that same light as well? Oh yeah, it's yeah. you know it, this has been a well, it's been really 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 interesting to see people mm-hmm. dealing with um, these rapidly changing conditions. Some of them meet it optimistically, a lot of them are panicking. <laughs> and I'm mm, I'm yeah, here to yeah. just you know just say well, just hang hang in there. It this is a very odd astrological weather time. It's a very odd mm-hmm. political time. Social media has basically sprung a leak, and um, Big one. the um, I, what I call excuse me for being crude, the vomit bag has burst. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, that's and, pretty um, accurate, I'd say. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like people oh, were yeah. vomiting into social media, and now the vomit bag has burst. And it's mm-hmm. just, um, it's not just one form of social media. It's all of them, and it's all coming to pieces. Um, recentism has become the only way that most people actually perceive the world anymore. And I sometimes uh, feel like, um, you know, a leftover from an ancient civilization, uh, a civilization where we know about history, (laughs) you know, Mm. and we, you know, we knew about cycles of time and no more. It's no more. Mm -hmm. It's all just the now. And it's pretty confusing to a lot of people. They Will they keep their job? Will they get a new job? Will they keep their marriage? Mm-hmm. Will they live alone for the rest of their lives? It's been a, a pretty um, dramatic shift over the past uh, couple of months into how people are approaching their readers. And I know I'm not the only reader who, who sees mm-hmm. this, nor are you. Mm-hmm. Very, very strange. And we're just all... Uh, doing the best we can to put out fires with our clients. Um, I am getting more new clients than I usually do. And these people are many times have never been to a reader before. And things have just got to the point where they suddenly broke and said, I need a psychic reading because I can't handle this socially, politically, family-wise, job-wise. It's all exploding in my face. What am I going to do? And they call a psychic reader, and many of them have never had a psychic reading. So it's a it's a new ball game for me, and um, I'm sure I'm not the only one experiencing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is good because we have an oracle hour today. And so Oracle Hours we do once a month, and Oracle Hours are where we discuss forms of divination. Because one thing we know about this show, people call to get readings, free readings, hey, get your free reading. That's one of the good things about this show. But we also know we have a a lot of friends and family and uh, colleagues who listen to this show to pick up tips on how to read and how to give root work impromptu um immediately when someone asks for a spell and so it's what we do and so the oracle hour is where we discuss and dive into a form of reading that we haven't talked about before so today is going to be uh, Ramona uh, from Ramona Speaks the Other Truth Ramona Scott and she's going to bring us the topic of the hoodoo tarot but before that i want to get her on the show and we're going to say hi and see how she's doing so welcome to the show ramona welcome. uh-oh we are having trouble yeah a little bit i don't think i couldn't hear her voice um nagashiva should she call back in again because that just i can't hear her speaking I, can you hear me now? Oh, a little yes, better. That was better. better. Yeah. Uh, it's the weather. Um, it's some weird weather going on, and uh, it's really messing with the phones. Ah. I, now you're perfect. Great. Okay. So just to catch people up, you're calling from Texas, so your weather is different than our weather. Um, and there's been some solar storm activity, too. And that has been playing havoc with the satellites that convey the information, you know, into and out of um, 
voice over internet protocol. So there's been a little bit of this and that and the other. Well, how are things going in your life, Ramona? Um, they're going. Uh, and, um, <laughs> you know, the only thing that I can say for sure is that um, I, I was, God woke me up this morning and I can't complain. <laughs> well, that's a good, that's a good praise. Um, so um, have you been doing uh, readings and root work for people and have you noticed any trends? Um, well, I have noticed. Uh, the people that I have been um, getting or contacting um, me have uh, have had similar problems, but not following through on on things. If that makes sense. Mhm. Mhm. And uh, I don't know what's going on or what's happening, but uh, I have found that trend be going on like there's no um no follow through i'm not getting follow through when you mean uh, there's no follow through you you tell them something to do and they don't do it is that what you mean um yes that and um just like the initial contact and then we're like cut off it's oh. weird it, it is really weird and that's hmm. that's all i can say uh it's happened like three or four times already hmm. that's interesting well yeah. I, I like i said that that may be happening to me too because i'm getting all new people and my what i call my regulars my clients who call me once a week once a month once every six months but there's a few of them but what, it's almost like they've taken a pause, and now I'm getting all of these new people who've never been with me before. And I don't ever expect to hear from them a second time. Sometimes I do. But it's kind of like the age of the walk-in client, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And um, exactly. I, I, I know it'll, it'll when, when Mars goes direct again and things straighten out, it, it'll be better again. It's just a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say I'm suffering, for, but I'm saying it's an odd situation, just notable, notice, noticing it. So uh, for people who don't know you, you've been a reader for many, many years, and you're a card reader, and you usually read um, Tarot. Is that correct? A uh, regular Tarot card reader. Uh, right away, or um, Egyptian tarot cards. Uh, All right. But, I, but you like, brought us a you brought us this deck that's a very special deck, which um, we uh, need to talk about. And this deck is called the Hoodoo Tarot, and it is um, it's a sort of a I guess you could say it's a a, a remaking of the tarot deck for African American culture and featuring yeah. just a, a lot of, of um a lot of African American um root doctors and and people with other uh situations in society, you know, children, wives, you know, mothers, fathers. So, um tell us about this deck and how you got into it. Well, I um Discovered it by accident, and the designer, creator, 
Ahmed is a woman named Kayana Lee McKillar. Caitlin Z. Foley is the illustrator. Actually, see the beauty in these cards. What I like about these, as opposed to uh, the regular tarot, uh, is that Biosurge is the major arcana of what is called the Olds, and um, every card has an herb or or Yes, she has. Oh, there you are. 
Oh, okay. yeah, but I'm so much now better. Now we can hear you. Oh, so much better. Uh, at least for now. Huh? <laughs> okay. Well, better speak fast. Okay. Well, go ahead with what you were saying. I was just trying to talk about um, Tiana Lee McQuiller. Yeah, I mean, she um, this she put a lot of work into this deck. Um, things that she had learned um, from her ancestors, um, things that she's observed, and she really went all detail in these cards to make them suitable for root workers. And I love that about them. And I love the fact that there are scriptures uh, attached to, like, the elder cards, which are the major arcanum in regular tarot. And I love that about it because we always need a scripture to kind of uh, um, back us up in in some of the things that we're doing. And it's nice to have them associated with um, some of the cards that you may pull. And also she has the roots or herbs um, for whatever work you may be using when you're doing the um, uh, readings. So that's what really attracted me to this deck. And um, it's just something different about it that I, I just can really relate to. Yeah, so I, that... I hear you. It's really beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. The colors yeah. are very muted. The uh, style is very vintage. And the um, art is spectacularly beautiful. Um, the use of the scriptures with these cards is wonderful. It's a real addition to reading these cards because so many of us who prescribe root work as we do a reading, this gives you a little handle on something that a well-thought-out, well-learned uh, reader mm-hmm. who is herself a reader. She's not just one of these people who comes along and says, I'm going to make a deck, right? <laughs> she right. knows what she's doing. She's also a reader. She's also a root worker. So this deck has attached to it some amazing concepts. It also uses a style of, um, oh, I guess you could call it illusion that I've used in my own work. I look at these Rider Waite cards, and of course, she's building off the Rider Waite deck in in a great way. I've used uh, my own memory of songs and um, quotations from uh, scripture and quotations from plays that I use as mnemonics for the different cards. And you can tell that she's done that too. So when I read for someone, I'm just going to give one example. When I get the four of coins or four of pentacles, I always think of, um, there's a line from a song, just like a king who's lost everything. And I always call him the little king who's lost everything. Then I know where my reading is going to go because that's a piece of music in my head. But I also come up with another song that goes with it, which is called Hold On to What You Got. It's an old song by Joe Tex. So those are the range of that card for me, or two songs. So what she's done is made this visual. She's taken 
the historical moments, the musical moments, the scriptural moments in her mind and has brought them to life with an artist to make a card deck. I think that many, many, many people should look at this. She's also um, done something that has been wanting and uh, in the Rider Waite deck. You know, we have a king, queen, a knight, and a page. And um, there are many people who um, assign either the knight or the page to a female. And so she has skipped over all of that and made the mother, father, daughter, and son. So now right. there's no ambiguity. It's what it is. And she has also changed the suits. So the wands or rods are now sticks. Um, the cups are now baskets. The yep. swords mm. are knives. And, of course, the tentacles are coins, as they are in many other decks. So this is not done in an arbitrary way, just, you know, just to have some different idea, like let's call the coins pumpkins. It's not like that. It's done because she enacts scenes between the people in um, in the pictures, and they are using these rural tools to uh the meaning of the cards exactly and and like mm-hmm. the sticks represent the primal energy the power the passion the authority the baskets represent love emotions and healing the knives represent ideas thoughts and beliefs and the coins represent wealth security and protection to start and the um court cards and the, what they have, the community cards, which is the minor arcana uh, in the regular tarot, um, represents the community. So we have the elders, and we have the mother, father, son, and daughter, and then there's the community. And they all work together. Yeah. That's that's a really nice way. Rather than saying the minor arcana, this is the community, and yeah. that's a that it, to me it's a much more equalitarian way of looking at it. It strips away some of the um, elitism of the Rider Waite Smith deck, which is not the fault of Miss Smith or Mister Waite, uh, or even the publisher, the writer, publishing company, but is came from the original cards, which were. Um, designed in the 1450s in Italy, and particularly the Sola Busca deck, which is what uh, Pamela Coleman Smith copied from. And so that deck was concerned with hierarchy, position in society, and this is a way of moving away from that and becoming mm-hmm. much more community-based. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's another... so important to point oh. that out. I was just going to say it's really important to point that out because one of the things that is often forgotten is that divination is really shaped by cultural experiences. Exactly. A lot of what we a lot of what we draw from, particularly the meanings from our cards, our dice, our numbers, etc., are drawn from cultural phenomenon. So when you see the tarot made relevant to a particular cultural experience, redefined along these ways. I mean, I'm loving the idea of shifting from a hierarchical understanding of major and minor arcana to a community egalitarian understanding of them. 
that 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 draws really powerful symbolism and meaning into the cards themselves. This level of, of cultural literacy and this level of personalization is what makes divination so effective. So I, I really really like this deck. And, yeah. and and like for instance, uh, Big Mama mm-hmm. and the Major. That's the sign. And you know you think everybody well. Most of us have a big mama. That's the one that that makes everything all right when things are are going bad. We need a shoulder to cry on, and we come. You know, it's she is the sun. You know, you go to her to to you know uplift you to make it better type of thing to tell you something good, and it's and a term of endearment. Um, much like the sun was for ancient peoples, you know? And I, I just love how she she redefines, but yet it makes it so relatable. If you drew that card, for instance, you would know that no matter how dark it is now, the light is coming and everything is going to be all right. And and along with it comes the wisdom that your big mama would tell you, or your um, uh, some of the other names that that we have for big mamas, grandmamas, you know, Mima, you know. And I love that about these cards. I'm, I, I, I want to say I something think... about this too, because when you just say big mama is the sun. There are going to be some people who go, well, that's not what the sun is. The sun is a little child on a on a horse, right? Because they're used to the rider weight deck. But the interesting thing is, the way I was taught to, and the way I do interpret the sun is, that horse is the old gray mare, and the old gray mare is the old woman of wisdom. And mm-hmm. when I get that card, I look at that. It can be a mother. But it's very often the grandmother. It's the grandmother who gives the child the ride. The old gray mare looks right into the uh, artist's eye. It's one of the strange cards because that horse looks right at you and says, Be aware, I have no saddle, no reins, no bridle. I'm giving this child a safe ride and upholding that child. And so to present it as Big Mama or the grandmother of the family is just exactly the same as the old gray bear. So there's connections here that are deep, but unless you know your cards backwards and forwards, you may not get those connections. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. So there's 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 a bunch of other ones. I put through the... Um, through the chat, the list of what some of these are. Now, some of them will will make no sense to someone. It says Railroad Bill is the chariot. Well, who's Railroad Bill? Um, It's an old um, song. Railroad Bill, he never worked and he never will. It's ride, ride, ride. (laughs) And so the chariot we call sometimes a card of uh, all all, uh, ready to go but not hooked up yet. And Railroad Bill is that kind of guy. He's a bit of a not quite getting there, but almost getting there, you know. So he's sometimes called a delay card. So that's a very appropriate um, reference. And Aunt Caroline is the Wheel of Fortune. So 
who's Aunt Caroline? Well, it's Aunt Caroline Die. And um known song and there's a couple of song old songs about Aunt Caroline Die. She was a real woman and in fact Miss Michael has a chapel called Aunt Caroline Die Memorial Chapel dedicated to her but the best line everyone knows is the memphis drug band those people who do our theme song will shade singing um uh, i'm going to go to newport news and see aunt caroline die she's a fortune-telling woman she don't tell no lie so of course she goes with the wheel of fortune you see it makes perfect sense because she's a fortune-telling woman so, and also, she had hidden, uh, everybody believed after her death, she had hidden gold somewhere. And so when, when she died, people tried to find that treasure, but of course were unsuccessful. Um, and, and she was known for her skill in amazing rags to riches story, which is another reason why she put her up under the wheel of fortune. And, and, if you guys get the, the deck and the book, you learn the history um, behind these cards, mm. uh, which is That's very super, interesting. Super yeah. uh, interesting. Super there's a, there's interesting. another like, one. There's another one I want to point out, and, uh, and uh, oh. Contraman will know about this one. Dr. Buzzard is the justice card. Do you know why, Contraman? Oh, interesting. That's fascinating to me. Do you know why Dr. Buzzard is the justice card? Oh, well, didn't Dr. J- Buzzard work with the police? He worked with the police and he did court case spells. That's right. Yeah. That was his That was yeah. his thing. Yeah. No, so, I, know. I remember oh, my history. That's why I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we, are, we want you all to go try this deck and get this deck. I don't have a copy of it yet. I should have got a copy as soon as I knew this was the subject, but it wasn't going to come to me in time. But uh, Ramona's going to read with it, and we're going to do two readings um, today. And I'm going to um, split the root work with um, a Conjure Man and, and, um, two. So we're going to take it away. Our first client is Balkan Diviner. Do we have Clifford here? I am back. You have You're here. back. Okay, then I don't have to announce it. Okay, you go ahead and announce our first client, Balkan Diviner. All right, stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rar with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Man. We'll be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by calling 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum and you have not already done so, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you are available to be on the air. We will select our callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like to say hello and let me, your announcer, Clifford Lowe, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our hosts. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our caller is, well, not caller, our first client is Balkan uh, Diviner 14 in Europe. Uh, Balkan Diviner 14 indicated that they had some prior readings on the situation. Um, they said that they performed a curse many years ago and their home became contaminated from, for decades and they want more advice on cleansing and cutting ties to the past. Turning it over to you, Miss Kat. All right. Um, um, so 
could you actually read the entire uh, thing because it's um it's very important to read the whole thing, okay? The whole thing it is starts very long. off okay. I've hated to death the guy. Please please read the whole thing. Give me a second. Um It's in the chat. Get... Uh, okay. Um trying to get to the chat. Okay, well, if you can't, I'm going to read it. I've hated to death a guy years ago, Capricorn, born on the 31st of December 2001, particularly around 2016 to 2017. I've also been bullied and become bitter. I've turned to magic tremendously, using revenge on them, and I've seen results. The problem is that I've also ruined myself in the process, as well as possibly my family, for several reasons. I did not follow the procedures of discarding of the work accordingly. He means... uh, in the normal sense of the word. I've buried some things in my garden and keep the dark work close. I know it is so stupid, but I was a careless, angry 13, 14-year-old boy, and, well, that was it. The negativity followed me through my teenage years and creates certain problems now. I've been for some time in the process of cleansing, but I need some input, root work advice in removing the ties of the past and especially cleansing my bedroom, house, and garden of all negative energies. I've started today, 2nd of December, smudging clockwise my bedroom. It was the room in which the most dark energy has been cast, and I plan to do this for 14 days. Any other suggestions? Thanks. Um, So Vulcan Diviner also made another note. I had written a note saying that I would uh, do the root work for this, and Balkan Diviner writes, Thank you for your note, Miss Cat. I do not want to undo the curse on the bully, as he deserved that, and much more. I want to cut and clear from this hatred and cleanse my space. Okay? So now, let's turn this over mm-hmm. to um, uh, Contraman. You can do the first reading, and then Ramona will do a reading, and I'll do the root work. Okay? Sure, happy to do so. Vulcan Diviner, uh, thank you for entrusting us with your situation here. Uh, Firstly, congratulations on getting the revenge that you wanted to get. Uh, It seems like a justified case in a person who was uh, cruel uh, towards you and that you were able to exact some form of justice against them. So congratulations in that regard. Now it's just a matter of cleaning things up. You have indicated that you want to cleanse so that you no longer feel the effects of these things related to you, but you don't want to undo the curse work. That is entirely possible. Uh, is Balkan Diviner on the call? Can I? Can we actually ask? No, Balkan Diviner is calling from the Balkans, or is in the Balkans, oh, okay. and is only in the chat. So, okay. um, yeah. If, if you can put in what sign of the zodiac you are into the chat uh, while I'm talking, uh, that I would can be tell great. You, Balkan Diviner was born August 14th, 2002, and is a Leo. Okay, okay, great. The reason I, I asked that is because you indicated that the person that you've done work against is a Capricorn. So I want you to, uh, to begin this working, and Miss Cat will know what I'm talking about since she's an astrologer and she's going to be giving you your work. I want you to begin this working before the sun moves into Capricorn. This is actually a really good time to do it. The sun is in Sagittarius, so it's in a particularly good position. It has some uh, minor dignity. It's not a lot, but uh, we're considered a triplicity lord here, um, which means that you, ruled by the sun as a Leo, are in a position of strength. You're in a good position to do it, but this is only going to last for a couple weeks before the sun moves into Capricorn and your enemy is in a little bit more of a stronger position. So I would recommend starting this work very soon. 
Uh, I've pulled a few cards here just to see uh, what this uh, situation looks like, what is best for you, and how you can move forward. And some of this will signpost in this cat what I would recommend in regards to root work. Firstly, you uh, are more than able to remove this situation, but it's going to involve both physical cleansing and an emotional cutting that will be required. The first card that we have is the death card. The death card is an indication of what is required of the past. Here we have the figure of the Grim Reaper armed in black armor, riding on the white horse or the pale rider. And before him falls all, the, the rich and the poor, the wealthy, the powerful and the meek, all of them fall before him. This is an indication that the work has been completed, but now that the work needs to be fully and totally buried. The problem is that you've buried it in your backyard, so you're going to have to do work to kill what is in the backyard, uh, kill what is within the house. You can uproot things and move it elsewhere if you can dig it. This is something to, to bear in mind. But there needs to be a symbolic act of burial, if you can't get to this, that is away from you. Because as it stands, what you've done is unleashed a sort of force like death, and death takes no prisoners. Death will take you, it will take your enemy, it will take everybody. This is why the situation is the way that it is, where you were successful against your enemy, but it has also wrecked havoc in your own life because this thing is too close. So there needs to be some act of burial, some act of placing something in a coffin and going, I have now left this behind. It is away from me. It is touching my enemy and no longer touching me. This must be complemented with some type of emotional cutting that happens. For the hermit card here speaks to the present situation. You are a person that is wise, that has done the right thing, a person who has some power, but who is also isolated and alone and abandoned. For here we see the hermit standing on a barren mountaintop. They have a lantern in their hand, the lantern of illumination, the lantern of wisdom and power. But they're also alone and they gaze towards the past as their mind is still filled with the things of the past. So there should be some component of after burial of this thing and cleansing of the home and the heart, or, uh, home and the heart in order to remove the negativity, but to also to then emotionally purify, to remove the emotional bonds that tie. Things that uh, we do revenge on can sometimes linger. They can be things that preoccupy our mind. They can be things that we still think about, that we are still hurt about. It is important for you not only to exact revenge against this bully, but also to ensure that the bully no longer has any power over you emotionally. You don't want to allow this person to still haunt your life even if they're moved on and they're doing other things, they continue to act as a ghost in your life. And the Hermit card really speaks to the ghosts of the past, that speaks to the hauntings, the things that we hold on to when we need to let them go. So there should be a sort of three-part working here, some form of symbolic burial, some form of cleansing of the home, and then some form of emotional letting go or tie-breaking. And again, this cat will be able to tell you what you could do for me. The final card is the chariot. When the matters of the emotions and the spiritual work are balanced to one another, you will be able to finally move forward in a position of strength. The chariot shows us the victor riding in their chariot, pulled by two sphinxes, the black sphinx and the white sphinx, indicating matters of spirit and matters of matter. Above them is the canopy of the stars, which tell us to be mindful 
mindful of the astrological timing. This is a particularly good moment for you to be doing this work with the Sun and Sagittarius before it moves into Capricorn. Uh, it's also a particularly auspicious moment given that uh, Jupiter is in Pisces and Mars is currently retrograde, Mars representing your enemies. You want to do this before Mars gains any sort of strength again. So this is a particularly good time to be doing this working. If you minded the timing and you balance the emotional letting go with the spiritual letting go, oh, then you will find victory here. You will be able to move forward in a place of strength and power, regaining the momentum of your life. And that's the key here for the chariot speaks to momentum. It will help you regain the momentum of your life leaving your enemy and ruination behind you so that you are able to continue to move forward without undoing the work that you have already done. So this is, a, this is an indication that you will get what you want. You can get what you want. You don't need to undo the work. You don't need to go back and go, oh, I need to, be, I need to be, have contrition here and, and whatnot. No, no, you've done the justice work. Now we need to make sure that you get the mud off of your hands, but then to stop lingering about the thoughts of the mud as well you can do this, then your life will once more be restored to balance and strength, and you will find that things will improve within a matter of short months. I suspect from about two to three months, you'll begin to see a marked improvement of your life and momentum headed in the direction that you desire. That's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Ramona, who will do your next reading, and then Miss Kat will give you some group work advice. Okay, okay. Ramona. So I I drew three cards initially, which were just, you know, a, a telling of the situation. The first one was the five of nine, which is letting me know that um, there's conflict uh, that is resolved, but yet vindication and overcoming challenges, yet vengeance, righteous fury, um, and all of that has been exposed, and we know this. The second card, so that's that's what's afoot. And also, too, you said you started this at 14, to, uh, 14 or 15 years old. Well, I drew the card of the son of baskets that was with it. And this is what I'm finding out, that perhaps you guys had some uh, a friendship and, and the person hurt you and, and turned to bullying as kids do. Um, or was this a grown man? Was this another kid? Because I'm seeing the person was very immature. Well, and, he, can't talk, he can't talk to us because he's not uh, live on the line, but he's, he oh, just he typed in, yes, yes exactly. Yes. Okay. In other words, it was okay. another child, yes. Okay. So um, I'm saying that, you know, in order for you to have this hatred and, and for this type of thing to be done, there was a love there. Um you guys were, um, you liked him, and he hurt you. And so you, in in return, did this, and now it's years later, and you're finding out that this shit is following you. That's okay, uh, because there's there needs to be a resolution and a coming together. The person has gotten their comeuppance, and yet... Um, Vengeance isn't as sweet as one would think it is. And I think that is the lesson that you are, are being taught here. Um, as far as, you know, what Countryman said is absolutely, I mean, follow that. 
But I have another suggestion also, too. There is a uh, sigil that you can use to help clear and get rid of this. I'd like you to check out um, this book that um, can, I feel will help you in a lot of ways. And it's the Sigils of Power and Transformation, 111 Magic Sigils um, that you can go through and you can find one. And it only takes like five minutes of working with this sigil to get rid of a lot of things. They have them for uncursing, cursing, dealing with things like that, wealth and stuff. And uh, the book is written by um, Anthony Blackthorne. So that is my word because you guys are young. There needs to be some kind of resolution in your heart. Um, you find out that vengeance isn't as sweet as, as we would think it is. And you can separate yourself. I'm sorry, Adam Blackthorne. And you can separate yourself on your own because Forgiveness, you're holding on to a lot of that, and forgiveness in your heart is much more clean than anything that I or anyone else could do. And um, that's what I have for you. All right. Well, that was a real interesting reading, uh, Ramona, and it was also interesting uh, reading from you, Conjure Ma'am. I'm going to go with the idea of uh, cutting away from this spell. I'm gonna. I I'm gonna ask uh, Balkan Diviner to type in the chat. Do you? You said you buried this in your backyard. Do you know where it was buried? Are you still able to get to that same place, that same backyard? Just say yes or no. Um, and while we're waiting for that, you can understand that the difference between it being gone forever, you live in a different city, a different nation, whatever, uh, he says, yes. Yeah. If you couldn't get to it, I would come up with a different kind of root work than if you can. So you know where it is. So what I'm going to do is to say that you need to isolate it from the path to your house. Now, I'm going to imagine you said it was in your backyard, and your problem is in your bedroom and places like that where it's, you're still feeling that's where you did the evil deed, as it were, and although it was necessary at the time and justified. So what I'd like you to do is to go find that place, and I want you to make a liquid to pour over that area to kill the path. Now, you can... I don't mean it's going to nullify the spell, but you can make go around where it is, or if there's a path that leads to it or a way that you might walk to get there, you can dig a little ditch or trench, and you're going to pour this liquid across, and then you're going to jump across it as coming back to your house. It's, it's a way of creating an artificial walking over the water to cut the tie. Now, um, Balkan Diviner, you're Balkan, and I don't know how much you know about hoodoo, but it's a real common belief in European and African folk magic, and probably you've heard about this, that if you have ghosts following you, you walk across a, a river or across a bridge, and they don't follow. 
And uh, people who have uh, no water to walk across have told me, well, you can just take your hose and run the water in your sidewalk gutter and jump across it. That'll do, because the, the spirits will be left behind. They will not cross water. So the... the um, Ah, Balkan Diviner says, yes, I know this. Good, all right. So now we're going to make a liquid that's going to be a deadening liquid that completely cuts you off, okay? So I'm going to give you a list of ingredients. I don't know what's available in the Balkans, where you are, but I'm going to give you some ideas. Number one, stump water or compost tea. But stump water is the best. So stump water is where a tree has been cut down and it kind of makes a hollow cup-like shape and when it rains it gets water in it and it'll be all fungusy and weird. Okay. Another one is what's called still water. So still water is water that's in a lake that has no outlet or a pond that has no outlet. The water is just still. Okay. Another one is what some people call compost tea. This is where you find something rotting like a compost and you pour water over it and what comes out at the bottom will be a brownish liquid. But um, any one of those will work. The idea is this is deoxygenated water. It's not holy water. It is water that is um, not um, yummy <laughs> to drink. <laughs> okay. Um, still water can be made if you have nothing to, to start with just by taking some uh, dirt and or mud and um, pouring water in it and leaving it in the sun for a while um, with the cap off the bottle because you want to get some oxygen in there and it'll just make a kind of yuck and uh, then cap it and um, that is still water so you're going to take this water and now you can also add to it a few other ingredients, and I'm going to give you this list just off the top of my head. I want you to take vandal root powder, otherwise known as valerian powder. I want you to take asafetida powder, and I hope somebody's writing this down, <laughs> right? Okay. And I want you to take some uh, chicken poo or cat poo or dog poo or all of the above or any of them, but not your own poo, Okay. <laughs> And you're going to um, put this together. It's a bit like war water, but it's not war water because it doesn't have iron in it and it doesn't have red peppers in it. It's a still version of war water. It's a deadening water. Stuff sit out in the sun, as I said. Let it work a little bit. And then you're going to um, pray a funeral over it. Now, again, I don't know what your religion is, but you can look up some funeral services online, and you're just going to pray uh, a little, what you might call a funeral mass or a little good wishes, you know, this is this is for death. And we have the death card. You see, this is why we're doing it. And on the death card, there's a river, and there's a boat going down that river. You just look at that death card in the Rider-Waite-Smith. You'll know what I'm talking about. But in the Rider-Waite-Smith cards, there's also a sun coming up. And so what you're going to do is pour that water uh, in your little ditch. You're going to jump over it, come back home, clean up, take a cleansing bath, and wash up. That's the best I can offer you, and I hope it works for you. I think it will cut you off from that spell. All right. Time for Clifford to bring us our next client. All right. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com. 
and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-884-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our next client. Our caller is Domchrist. I'm calling from area code. Actually, I don't have the area code. All right. Uh, Dom Chris, are you there? Yes, hello. Excellent, excellent. And the sign-up, Dom Chris, says they need advice on using a ghostwriter and others to help write their book and launch an online presence. All right, turning it over to you, Miss Kat. All right. Well, let's see. Um, hmm. How about if I do this first reading and then Ramona does a reading and then Contraband does the root work, okay? Um, so you want advice on using a ghostwriter and other people to help write my book. Okay, why is it my book? What uh, What is it make it your book if you're hiring people to write it? <laughs> good question, Ms. Kat. So I, well, because I need, I'm a good writer, but I need structure and I feel that a ghostwriter will help me stay the course of making sure I'm writing at least once a day and also staying the course with the structure of the book because I already ghostwrite for other people, which is so funny. Um, and oh. I also have different um, blogs and things that I write for. So I want to do my own book, but it's just a matter of me not having the time to try to get it all done. I see. All right. So now let me ask a couple more questions. What sign of the zodiac are you? I'm a Scorpio, but I'm a I'm born in October. Oh, like my husband, one of those Libra style Scorpios we call them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the nicer Scorpios. Um, so. Um, and then the next question is, is it fiction or nonfiction? Um, it's nonfiction. I want to write a book about women, um, like empowerment to teach people how to um, try to start their own businesses. Okay. Now I understand. All right. So I'm going to throw three cards and see what I get. Card number one is uh, the Queen of Cups. And this would be probably you. You're a Scorpio. It's a water sign woman. And she's looking into a golden goblet which has a lid on it and it's closed and she can see inside you're a woman of great insight you're a woman of some psychic talent and she has one foot touching um, the water of the ocean that she's sitting down on the beach by the ocean she has a, a instead of sand all around her there's colorful beautiful little um, semi-precious stones so she really has a a little bit of a rocky beginning but everything works out very beautifully in the end she has around her three mermaid angel babies and i would say that the people that you want to hire should be water signs like you these mermaid angel babies are definitely little creatures of the sea you might need an editor a publisher and a ghostwriter that might be what you need or you may only need an editor or someone who is a structural editor and maybe someone who's a copy editor but what it is there's three people here and this is a card that says uh, look into your past and your in your knowledge you do have the capacity to do this the next card is a card that is about 
um, holding people at arm's length. And this is another cup card. And this is the page of cups. And we see someone holding a golden goblet with a fish in it. Fish usually represents a female also. And they are at arm's length, and they are not um, sharing their lives. The fish cannot live on land. The page cannot live in the sea. The page is wearing a beautiful tunic with water lilies, and is really the one who's presenting. The fish is kind of whispering wisdom here. So make a contract that definitely holds you at arm's length from this person. In other words, a contract that they, that they are doing what's called work made for hire. And if they do work made for hire, you have a certain uh, responsibility to pay them and, you know, you have deadlines and so forth that they have to meet. And when it's done, the work is 100% yours. And so, but that contract is going to be important to hold that person at, at, like I said, at a little bit at arm's length. You will talk to them. You will communicate with them. It'll go very well, but you have to make sure that you are not uh, entangled with them or think, hey, I'll cut you in for a bit of the profit. No, it's a work made for hire. And you can look that up online. You can find free contracts. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say work made for hire? Um, not until you explained it, but that, but that sounds like something that um, I need to do because, like you said, trying to cut into the profits later would be something that um, yeah, you don't want to trying to do yeah, that. You don't want any you don't want any ownership to um, accrue to them. So look up work made for hire contract. You'll find them online. You can adapt them. This is very important. This card says it's important to keep them at arm's length. You will not be living with this person. This person will not be your mate. This person will not be your partner. They are someone who whispers words of wisdom, but that's it. That's what they do. And the third card is also an interesting card about the law. This is a card called Justice. So this card is um, a card that talks about making sure that all your I's are dotted, your T's are crossed, that everything is well done. And there's a sword that Justice holds in one hand and a balance beam scale for weighing out gold in the other. So again, this says when the contract is done, the sword says cut it off, it's, it's done, but be fair in your payment. Don't cheat and don't be cheated. And this card usually comes with a little mnemonic uh, phrase, your name will be required to be signed on paper. So you will need uh. a contract. So this card is a card of Libra. And I remember I mentioned to you, I said, um, you know, you could work with water sign people, but this is sort of interesting because this does also have a little bit to do with that October. I remember I called you the, the Libra-like Scorpio. Um, so uh-huh. there's that. But the, but the page with the fish could also be a Pisces. So you're definitely going to work with some people who are water signs. Check them out. Make sure that they are water signs. And um, that's about what I have for you, really. I, I feel that you know this business quite a lot. If you are writing a book on business consultation and, and entrepreneurship, research copyright, trademark, and uh, contracts as part of your homework for writing the book. Because in my experience, the people who start their own entrepreneurship often think they can skim by with some sort of a handshake. And if um, if they do, they all end up on Judge Judy blaming each other. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a, you know what I'm saying? A contract is written on paper and signed 
by both parties. You make two copies of the contract, and each person gets a copy to take home with both people's signature on it. Don't skimp on the contract. But finding the person isn't going to be that difficult, and they may come from a distance from you. The Queen of Cups is looking across the sea, and a bird is flying toward her. So they may be someone you work with remotely. Okay, that's my reading. Let me turn this over to Ramona and see what she says. Okay, Thank you, Ms. I drew two Hello. cards. The first one was Guller Jack, uh, which represents the hangman. Um, and the scripture that goes with it is, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord established his, his steps. And that's Proverbs 16, 9. Okay, so what I'm getting from this is that you are more than qualified to do without the ghostwriter. Uh, you may need an editor. Uh, you may need somebody to do an outline for you. But this card is letting me know that, you know, you're, you're kind of feeling stuck between should I do this or should I get somebody. And it's telling you to, you know, like grow a pair, know that you're able to do it, um, but you have to uh, bring some structure in there. And there's also study, like Kat just said about being up on or brushing up on uh, certain uh, legal aspects or uh, however she put it, this card is like a, a co-signing that also, if you choose to go that route, to make sure that you understand what um, your responsibilities are and to exact that judiciously. The second card that I picked uh, came up was the Daughter of Knives. And um, she represents swift delivery of messages and the accomplishments of gold. So whatever you choose, I'm seeing that it will be accomplished. And on the positive side, you know, action-oriented, well-informed, direct. On the negative side, um, uh, there's some sarcastic, condescending, uh, impatient um, characteristics there, and that you need to be aware of that because working with someone um, regarding your work you have to be willing to take criticism or um, you have to understand that you will both have maybe different ideas of how to put something. So all of that, you know, take that into consideration. The last card is the five of baskets, um, which means, you know, it's a positive card. It means um, seeking help and um, moving forward to accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. Um, there's three baskets and two remain un- unsaved, whereas three are overturned. So there's that give and take that um, that battle of the of the mind, and so you need to in mind that 
compromise. It's going to require a lot of compromise from you and the person that you choose to do, if you so choose, must be able to accept criticism. And that's what I have. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no, I mean, I I think you did a good job. I just, you know, was not sure, you know, how to move forward, which was why I wanted this reading. So I think what both of you and Ms. Cat are saying is that I need to <laughs> do the work myself, but find some helpers to kind of get it off the ground more from, like, the editing side. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think both of us saw that you are competent to write it. You may need a structural editor. You may need a proofreader. You may need a publisher. Um, that yeah. person may come from across the sea, should be female, should be a water sign. Let's turn this over to um, Contraman and see what he has to say. Yeah, I think you've gotten some fantastic uh, advice here. Uh, I couldn't agree more with the idea that a copy editor or a structural editor is really what you need here. Particularly when it comes to nonfiction, as what I, I believe you said, uh, ghostwriters are not entirely common, and they generally are a little bit more troublesome than they're worth. It, you find it more in biographies of people, and you find it definitely in uh, fiction sometimes, particularly larger fiction authors who dictate. But it's a little trickier in nonfiction, particularly since this nonfiction is going to be about things like empowerment and whatnot. Uh, so you, you do want to be mindful of who you bring on. I'm going to give you a couple workings here. The first of which is designed to draw towards you someone who will be this ally, whether it's an editor, an assistant, a copyist, whatever it is, or a publisher, or whoever that can help structure, guide, and assist in this without taking over fully. What you want to do is take a piece of paper and write what it is you're looking for. Someone who is organized, someone who is structured, that one, someone who will support me, who will help me with my writing goals, etc. Write it all out, right? Take this, then fold it up and place it in the jar. And in this jar, you will also put five-finger grass so that you are successful with your writing, bay leaf so that you are crowned with success, Deer's tongue so that you will be eloquent in all that you do. Tobacco to draw this person from wherever they are, just a pinch of tobacco. A small magnet and some magnetic sand that you've sprinkled on it. You could use a small lodestone grit, uh, but I prefer a magnet in this particular working. Uh, to draw to you and attract to you this assistant, this helper, this uh, a copyist, this editor. And one small licorice so that you have the upper hand in this matter. Pray into this jar and call this person spirit. Then close the jar up and shake it up. You will place this on uh, your office desk. This shouldn't be a separate altar. It should be where you actually do your writing. Wherever it is, if you have an office desk, if you have a place where you set your computer up at night, this is where this jar should be. Next to the jar, I want you to put a small bowl with some althea in it, which draws in helpers of all kinds. It brings in good spirits, it brings in allies, it brings in healers, it brings in helpers. You're going to keep this on this office desk and every day you're going to shake this jar up. You're going to shake and call wherever this person is, come to me and come to me quickly. I need your assistance, I need your help. Come to me and work with me. The trick to writing is fundamentally disciplinary, as Miss Cat will tell you. You just have to work at it. And everyone has writer's block. Everyone has, has discipline issues. Everyone has organizing issues. It's, just, it's not unusual. 
Literally, the difference between a published writer and a non-published writer is just persistence. <laughs> it really is at the end of the day. Uh, it's, can you get that piece done? And sometimes it takes you years to write something, and sometimes it takes people. I know colleagues that churn out stuff every year for a few months, and then you've got people like George R.R. R. Martin who hasn't written anything in 10 years. Right? It takes them 10 years to write something. And I have a colleague like that, too, who's written a brilliant book, but it took them 12 years to write that particular book. So it is, at the end of the day, really about building habits that will help you, whether that's writing once a week, once a day. What you want to do is you should set a specific habit, set a specific time of day to do the working. You can do this by the phases of the moon, by the movement of the sun, the hands of the clock. You can do it astrological. So one of the things that uh, I do, and maybe I shouldn't reveal too many of my secrets, but I write when in Mercury's hour. So it changes daily. It's not always the exact same, but I picked Mercury's hour and I go, all right, I'm going to write Mercury's hour on this day. And that helps me to organize my day. So you can use the planetary hours, you can use the hand o'clock, but set a specific time that you are going to write. And when you go to do your writing, you're going to take a white candle that you've dressed with crown of success oil and light it on that jaw. Then by light of that candle, you are going to begin to write. That doesn't mean it's the only light that's on. You could have your room light on as well. But so long as the candle is going, you should write. And then when you're done writing, you feel like you could do no more, snuff the candle out. Repeat this process. And what will end up happening is that in addition to the spiritual power that the candle in the jar and the uh, bowl brings, you will find that every time you actually pull the candle out, you'll immediately go into writing mode psychologically. That it builds the habit of, okay, now I'm going to write. So you already get into that mode. It works wonders once you start to build that habit. And other people have other tricks. So Miss Cat, for example, has previously mentioned using a, a board that you flip. This, when it's on one side, you write, and when it's on another side, you're not writing. What this does is it trains your mind to start to think about writing mode. So use the candle in that way. When you're not using the candle, shake the jar up daily. When you're sitting down to write, light that candle. Build this practice, and you will start to see that you will have a more consistent habit of writing. That's my recommendation here. We have a minute, so I want to make sure that Ms. Kat and Ramona Scott, uh, both who have some knowledge of writing and its process, have an opportunity to share some of their advice. I thank you for mentioning my temperance card a little board, which is mm -hmm. um, when, when temperance is facing me, it's on, and when I have the backside, it's blank. Um, it's a it great card for practice. <laughs> yeah. It works. Let me tell you, it works. I've done it for myself, and clients who have called in have tell, told us that it helps them. Yeah. Um, Ramona, do you have anything to add real quick? Um, I was thinking that maybe, too, if she has the app that you can record, she can also record her thoughts on her subject mm. as they will mm. come to her. Because once she starts doing this work, um, it will continuously work unconsciously in her subconscious and uh, pop up and she should have like a little recorder. You can get an app for your phone and uh, record your thoughts at that time. And then later on when you sit down to write, you know, put them all added to that. That's a great way of working. I do the same thing with post-it notes. And I tried, I write them, and then I write them over with my best calligraphy so that they really look pretty. And then I have a whole stack of beautiful post-it notes with lovely calligraphy, and then I work on from those notes. Well, yeah. that was our 
our uh, bumper music. So next up, we're going to have our network schedule announcement, and let's see what goes. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from Ramona Scott of Ramona Speaks the Other Truth in Houston, Texas. Take it away, Ramona. Okay. Um that I have for you guys today is if you're in love and you there's somebody that you want to attract or there's someone that you have but they're not meeting the expectations and you're going through some changes and stuff like that and you really want to know this is the right guy for you, right? So I made the spell it's, and what you do is if you decide to write out your desires for a relationship or the ideal person for the relationship, then anoint a heart-shaped piece of parchment paper, which you will have cut out big enough to write all of the attributes that you want, et cetera, et cetera, the name of the person, the birth date, and you anoint it, and then you either write or you say this now, cleanse my heart, I've cleansed my soul as they once did in days of old, so that I may see as clear as day if he is a keeper or do I send him away. I've cleansed my heart, I've cleansed my soul, now the future with and whatever his name or her name is before me unfold. And, and, and it, it helps weed out those because uh, if you're like me, you're guilty of all, you know, picking the wrong person. And this helps because that person's face will reveal itself to you or you will run into that person. And that's what I have for you today, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, you know, Ramona, I just have to say, as soon as you said you were going to say something, I went, oh, my, we're going to get yes. another one of Ramona's original compositions. Now, for those writing, of you... Yes, I was saying the thing, same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, this is so unique to you, Ramona. And um, I'm just going to say, those who are unfamiliar with Ramona, she has written many of these beautifully rhymed prayer spells. They are wonderful. They um, get right to the heart of the matter. I'm hoping someday, Ramona, you put together a book of the prayer spells of, you know, or prayer songs. What do you want to call them? The, the song spells of Ramona. Because you have a way with words, and they are really well chosen. Thank you so much. Rhymed prayer spells. That's um, 
I don't know anyone who works in that style like you do. And there's old older people. Anna Riva used to do that. And there were a few others. Um, Raymond Buckland has done it too. But you're you're good. <laughs> thank oh, you so much. I do thank love you, them. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Onyx Rose says they are charms. Yes, they are enchantments in the sense of chanting, yeah. of being spoken. They are they are charmed enchantments. And um, I think that you have made uh, everyone who's heard these, we, we really get it when we hear you say them. Thank you so much. Now, this spell that you that you came up with here is also wonderful because what you're doing is you're making it so that you will see the truth. This isn't to force someone to love you. Right. This is to right. see the potential future unfold. So when they do that, are they to go into a vision trance? Are they to go to sleep and have a dream? Are they to look for signs and omens? How do they see that unfold? Well, you know, I, there are folks who see things in dreams, or it's easier to come into dreams. I have found that I have, you know, walked down the street and, you know, heard that boy turn and look, and there's a person. Uh, all of my relationships have been love at first sight, um, and uh, it's been five in my lifetime. I'm 69. So mm-hmm. you, it, it's however the spirit works through you. Mm-hmm. I get it. And, and I and I leave that to the person because some people visualize, some people have dreams, some people, you know, get feelings when they encounter something. So it's mm-hmm. whatever works for you is how it will be revealed. You'll hear you'll hear a name uh, at the same time you speak it on radio or, or mm-hmm. something. You know that type of double. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's how it works, and you that's, just will know. That's wonderful because this leaves it open to the person's own gifts, and yeah. um, that's a that's a beautiful way to work um, because every one of us is different. Some people hear a voice telling them something. Sometimes people dream it. Some people right. just walk out, as you say, and they just see, literally yep. their eyes open and they see that person glowing in front of them and they there that person is. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful work. Thank you so much, Ramona. I, lo- I love um, that component of, of building your person's strengths, whatever their psychic ability is, whatever their nature is. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you also for bringing us the Hoodoo Tarot. Uh, this is a wonderful tarot. And I want to just say one more thing about different tarots. Sometimes people think of them all, well, they're all based on the Rider-Waite-Smith. They're just decorated. You know, we'll have an Asian-themed one. We'll have an African-American themed. We'll have an Egyptian one and so forth. But actually, this particular one is more than a theme. It's a cultural deep dive. It recognizes African-American culture ways and adapts the cards to that. So it's not your medieval Italian thing. It's it's something else. And I've seen a lot of decks that, um, you know, oh, we'll, we'll just do it with fairies or, you know, we'll do it with little animals. And they usually are parodying more than 
modifying. This deck really gets into the essence of black culture and modifies the meaning of the cards so that if you come from a black culture, you will understand the cards in a different way than you might the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. So thank right. you so much for bringing that to us. Yes, thank, let's thank Miss McQuilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thanks, Anna Lee McQuiller, who really is an inspired writer, teacher, and tarot reader for bringing us this deck. All right, well, there's our music, and uh, we're going to turn this over to Clifford, and he's going to give us our closing announcements, and then we'll come back with a few little scraps of information and say goodnight. So take it away, Clifford. Thank you, Ms. Cat and Conjurman. Thank you, Ramona Scott. Uh, Ramona speaks the other truth in Houston, Texas, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us again next week for a special guest, Reverend James of SoConjure.com in North Carolina, bringing us the topic of weather spells and omens. Once again, we've come to the end of another another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rook Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company, Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and conjuremanconjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflowe.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rook Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. All right. Thank you, Clifford. Well, I'm going to make another call for volunteers and coders. We are offering payment in Lucky Mojo products to people who will listen to the archived radio show and put timestamps on the different parts according to a format we've already worked out. So what does that mean? That means you can listen to the show and it'll say, oh, it's 8 minutes and 13 seconds. They got the first caller, and the caller was Jody, and they were calling from Chattanooga, and you're going to write that down. And we will pay you for your time to do that because we don't have time to do it for 200 shows. We really don't. If you want to earn some Lucky Mojo products, get in touch with me, Cat Ironwood. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, don't try Instagram. It's too hard to get messages that way. Or you can call the shop, 707-887-1521 during business hours, and leave a message for me with your phone number. I'm looking for people who want to make timestamps on our radio shows. Good night, all. Thanks, all. Good night. Good night. Good night.